22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. You know, if you listen to episode 116 and this episode back to back, it might sound like one long episode. Wow, that's magic. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, magic. Thank yeah. you, David Copperfield. Shush. <laughs> or is well, that David Copperfield? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Welcome to a mounting a comeback edition. Really? In the middle of my intro? <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. Welcome to a mounting a comeback edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 117. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and as always, I'm stuck with the guy whose opinions are like an erection while wearing boxes and slacks. They're there whether you like it or not. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. I'm looking for something beautiful and cheap for a lady who is one of those things. <laughs> Fry. Nope, Zoidberg. Oh. <laughs> all right, and, and, all, and as always, the other guy holding it down is the man of many pleasant words of horrible movies. God, I wonder what he... God, I wonder how you let people down. RT Square, we're off to tech. You know, if you eat well, get good sleep, exercise, and drink plenty of water, you'll die anyways. <laughs> I was about to say, all you're going to do is end up Pass me a beer. You're just going to be peeing in your sleep. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a whole bunch of other issues. I guess age is hitting you hard, Mike. Mike, have you not been using those diapers that I got you? <laughs> I use them, but just not the way you think. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so let's go on. So besides those bad jokes, let's I go into why we're really here. Oh, God. That's, my, that's usually my, my, my response. Um, so let's get to why we're really here. So today... It's finally here, and I know we don't have hips to Tom. Hips to Tom, I apologize. That was the guy from the from when we talked about Star Wars last episode, and I oh, said yeah. there's a third person, Tom. Ah. Tom had said, quote, you need to put me down for Star Wars, and I said, quote, get in line. <laughs> He's like, well, nobody knows as much as me. I'm like, oh, yeah. JP and, and Jazz, Jazz alone. Yeah. Jazz alone will beat him, but I digress. So <laughs> we're finally here to talk about it, so here it is. Today we're discussing... Walking Dead. Uh, really? Really? That, that's what we're going with? Uh, oh, okay, Ralph. All right. All sounds right. like one of the podcasting dead. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. The third offshoot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're here to do. But first, Mike hasn't spoken in about 15 consecutive seconds. So as punishment, I must relinquish the mic and let him talk to you about the geek world. But actually, it's not as bad as you think it is, depending on, you know, what the news is. So brace yourself. Here comes the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy. And Ralph and Kyle. Hey, remember when Hasbro was the beloved maker of children's games and toys and fun animated films before becoming the name behind shitty live-action movie franchises? Yeah. It's okay. It's hard for all of us to get past Rihanna in Battleship. But someone in Hasbro, in their think tank, does remember the good old days, and as such, Hasbro is developing a Micronauts animated series with a tentative 2019 release date. In a statement from Hasbro Marketing, quote, when fate brings an unlikely team of alien space explorers to Earth in pursuit of the evil Baron Karza, they make a shocking discovery. On our world, they are the size of action figures. The Micronauts are small heroes in a big world, but the stakes are higher than ever as their miniaturized size presents dangerous obstacles at every turn. Fortunately, they forge an alliance with teenager Cameron Ruck, who will join them in their pursuit of justice. Although the Micronauts are small in stature, their bravery and adventurous spirits remain larger than life, end quote. The series will be, begin production in 2018 with a 26-episode first season. No network has been named to air the series. <laughs> no network wants to take it. No. <laughs> they were like, hey, we've got these. Nope. You know what's funny? <laughs> I don't remember Hasbro having the Micronauts. I, I, I don't. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, they were always there. Um, Marvel just ran their comic book for them. That I remember. Yeah. You know what it was? They were so small. You just couldn't see them. Ah. There's, there's a kid show, and for all the fathers that are um, listening, you, if you have a kid younger than four, you know the show. There's a show on Sprout TV called The Flugels, and it's these aliens that land on Earth. They're about, they're about really small. Oh, you're not a father. Why are you talking Is there to me? something wrong with your tongue? What, what word was that? Flugels. Are you sure? F L double O G A L S. Is your tongue swollen? My tongue is fine. You're okay? I asked my wife. Sure. Great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's a joke. <laughs> yeah. No, but what I'm saying is, it's just when you say micronauts, I'm like, okay, well, they kind of used that and made it better. So I don't know how they're going to make this any good. But I mean, hey, I mean, I guess people are trying to run on the um, the superhero train, or is this where the superhero train starts going downhill? We start getting really uh, crappy. We'll find out because Micronauts have been around since I guess the seventies. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I remember like it's been a while. I remember there was a Micronaut X Men crossover. Yeah, and I only had one. I only had one issue of it. I don't know if I should get yeah. the rest. Well, it's interesting though because the Micronauts aren't doll sized. The Micronauts are like microscopic. So it's interesting that they're like making them sizable. Yeah, for this uh, animated series. So. Huh. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. You know, I mean, sorry, Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else you got there, Mike? Listen to what I'm saying while I talk about my Dragon Balls. All right, production is underway for a new Dragon Ball animated feature film. Oh, God. This will be the 20th film for the Akira Toriyama franchise. Since the previous film, Battle of the Gods, Goku has shown several new Saiyan forms that yep. had not been fully explored or explained. Yep. So the untitled project will explore the history of the Saiyan and the origin of Goku's strength. Cool. Toriyama is overseeing the screenplay and character designs for this new film. The new Dragon Ball animated movie is expected for release in December 2018. You already know how I feel about Dragon Ball. Yeah. Shut up. Dragon Ball Super has been doing pretty good. That's what I hear. I hear Dragon Ball Super is doing pretty good. um, A lot of the people who are anime fans that listen to the podcast tell me that's one of the the series that I need to watch. Between that and what was the Heroes Academy or... Uh, My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia and um, One Punch Man. Is that all Dragon Ball as well? No. No, no, no. But but these are like shows that we should be watching because they they work really well. The new Dragon Ball they said is really good. I just never, I just, it's hard to get into Dragon Ball. I can't. I just can't. I mean, and also it competes with my uh, animated franchise, Scratching Balls. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) That's that's every guy's franchise. (laughs) You two sound like uh, the two old guys from The Muppets. Oh really? <laughs> you decide for us again. I don't know why we come here every single day to watch this show. <laughs> Stupid! <laughs> You're so old. I didn't know you came at all. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all too. Them, all right. <laughs> you know, it's for your old age. Yeah, I, I yeah. guess. Thank you. But I mean, Dragon Ball. I, I'm willing to check it out because I hear it is really good. But a movie. I, it's going to be the animated movie, right? Right, it's animated. Yeah, okay, good. It's not the, the live-action no, one they tried. No, no, <laughs> I the, saw part the of The whitewashed live-action one that they tried? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. I, that could have been just, that should have just been scrubbed, not just whitewashed. That, that movie was just horrible. Uh-huh. It, and I'm sorry, like, Asian actors weren't going to help that movie. <laughs> it was just a bad movie. Yes. Yeah, it was badly written, definitely. Yes, yes, yes. All yes, right, yes. what else we got there, Mike? All right, last but not least, a small town in northern Alberta, that's in Canada for you hoes at home. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. There is a, there are towns in Canada? Oh, of course. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a small town in northern Alberta wants to give a mutant his props. Resident Samir Singh has started an Indiegogo campaign to raise $85,000 in order to build a statue of Wolverine in Fort McMurray. Yeah. According to Singh, the statue is an effort to counterbalance the calamitous effects of the 2016 wildfire known as the Beast and to generally improve the region's character. 
In a statement, Singh explained, quote, Fort McMurray experienced economic collapse in 2014, and then in 2016 came the beast, a massive wildfire that forced the evacuation of the entire city and became Canada's most expensive natural disaster. The city could use some love from the rest of the province and the country. One way to make a difference and recognize the region's character is in the realm of public art. Let's build, an, let's build and erect a statue of Alberta's most famous fictional character, Wolverine, end quote. Now, if raised, the $85,000 would go towards the material, design, labor, transportation, and installation of a bronze, not adamantium, Wolverine statue. <laughs> Singh has already received approval from city officials and will contact Marvel for permission to build the statue once the funds are available. Wow. Yeah. And, and watch Marvel be like, all right, but we got to get our cut. Well, yeah, they probably wouldn't care. I mean, it's only, as long as it looks good, it would only uh, help their sales, you know. So they can't do the middle finger pose? Uh, probably not. What I find weird, though, is that it's like, wouldn't you get the permission to do this for Marvel I was just thinking that. Like, you got the money? Because, like, what happens if you get the money? I mean, do you return it? And I don't think you can. <laughs> so then you really just took $85,000 for nothing. Well, not for nothing goes in his pocket. Yes. <laughs> well, know, my I'll pocket's a little bit heavier. I'll say this. How can I How can I make fun of this news until you, I was ready to? And then you go ahead and say, you know, the tragic story about the beast and the wildfire. Like, yeah, hey. that's shame on you. Yeah, well, a horrible human being. You so are. please, let the roles be reversed. You would have been all over the story until I, I said that. Here's, here's here's my idea for the design of the statue, right? What's that? So it's Wolverine pissing on a fire while putting the middle finger at it ah. with the claws. And this is why you're not in statue design, bro. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be great, though? That'd be, it was better than uh, me having him like stick all six claws into a statue of, of Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> And all those Jubilee fans, everybody goes sad now. <laughs> all, all none of them? Oh, no. hey, I know some Jubilee fans. Hey. You actually know them? Yeah, there's just as many Dazzler fans. Hey, Dazzler is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Jubilee, the only one that does that. Jubilee's not so bad. She brightens up the room everywhere she goes. Uh. Wow, that, was, that wasn't even a reach. That was just bad, bro. Uh. Uh. Maybe you need to take another hiatus. She, she, would, she would give her mutant ability just to stop that joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck man. you. Fuck you. So is that all our quick news? That is it. All right, Ralph, got any quick news? Nah, I'm good. Okay, I'll just drop my quick news, which is not really quick news. People already know about it. Like here. a deuce in the toilet. Yeah, that's right. Here we go. Plop. Um, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino is now going to be working on the next Star Trek film. I mean, that's been... The, the latest news that's been going on. How do you guys Ooh. feel about that? Ah, we'll, Star Trek will never have said fuck so much in deep space. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't say he's writing it. He's directing it. It's a big difference. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I love Tarantino, so I mean, I have no problem with it. Yeah. So it's going to have a, a Django grindhouse feel? <laughs> a, I had, a horror flapping her tits at everybody? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And it's funny because, I mean. She's I, using the force. <laughs> Star Trek, you idiot. Oh. It's not, it's not, it's not. My bad. <laughs> I was like, if, if the force you meant gravity, sure. <laughs> I got confused for a moment. Yeah, obviously you did. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, it's, it's funny because I thought, I thought the same thing. Like, how many motherfuckers can you have on Star Trek? And they were saying, yeah, well, you know, Tarantino was a big fan of Star Trek. Which I didn't know that he was really a big fan of Star Trek. And some of the things he did in his early work are kind of like, you know, tied into his love for Star but, Trek. But, you know, I mean, not, not to take away from his love of Star Trek, but, but the last person that told me they were a big fan of something was Nicolas Cage, who was a big fan of <laughs> Ghost Rider, of Ghost wow. Rider and Superman. <laughs> hey, he didn't write the script. He was just in it. Both of them. And he didn't direct it. He was just in it. Both of them. Yeah, <laughs> but it's these fans that scare me sometimes. No, no, I definitely hear that. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I think it's exciting as anything. Cause like I said, I, I do like uh, Quentin Tarantino. I think he's a really good director. Yeah, so um, we'll definitely wait and see how that goes. You know he's going to show up in the movie, too. 
Because he's famous for his cameras. I would imagine as an alien. As, as an ensign. As an ensign. He'll be a red, with, the, with the small skirt? Yeah. He'll be a red shirt. He'll be the first one to go. That'd be great, actually. Well, yeah. I mean, he's died in... in um, well, he died. He didn't die in his film. He died in um. In Django, he got shot up to. He, he died. He died in um Desperado. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He, he was. Um, well, he died in. He's died in a. Uh, in um. Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. He did die in that too. In Django, he got blown up, right? I can't remember. Yeah. I think it was. Well, well I mean, well, let's, let's yeah, see. he doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, he because he's never the star of his films. I mean, like he died in a uh, Planet Terror, which is part of the the Grindhouse. Yep. You know. Well, well, thank God he's not Tyler Perry. <laughs> Thank God he's not Tyler Burke. Could you imagine him in drag? Oh <laughs> so here's my idea for the Star Trek movie. Him and Tyler Perry scissoring each other in the scene? <laughs> oh, my, oh, God. Wow. We just went to a place. I don't think I feel comfortable. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure I'm comfortable with that. It took me a while to find that one. I was, I was confused. Oh, my God. It just take me a while to find the comfortability of that joke. <laughs> what were we going to say, Ralph? So you could have... Uh, Quentin just like talking to someone wearing a red shirt on the bridge or not a, like an engineering department. Next thing you know, there's an explosion and a hole opens up to space and he's just whoop, gone. Wow. Yeah. Is that the way you want to off him? Yeah. Like the way he did Steven Seagal. Oh, he didn't. But Steven Seagal an executive decision. One of the best deaths of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that movie and I'm like, oh, Steven Seagal is it? Oh, nope. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's gone. <laughs> All right, so let's move from the quick news and move right on to Ralph's favorite subject, Walking Dead Season 8. And with a synopsis is, we stop, stop. One day we're going to talk about one of the things you like. We never talk about the things I like. Well, because tanks are boring and, and Tomcats is garbage. <laughs> and we can't talk about porn on a, on a geek podcast. Why Even not? though they probably all know, they know all of them. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> all probably, of them. Probably. Yeah. And with a synopsis, is MFG Mike the Finance Guy. Yay, back to me. Yeah, of course. All right. The Walking Dead Season 8 is a 16-episode TV series that began on October 22nd, 2017. Now, like previous seasons, the 16 episodes will be divided into two eight-part, uh, eight-episode parts. Pardon me. The second half of the season will begin on February 25th, 2018. And I for can those, hardly wait. You can't wait. And for those that still don't know, the Walking Dead television series is based off of the ongoing comic book series created by Robert Kirkman and artist Tony Moore back in October 2003. The TV series was developed by Frank Darabont. And off to a synopsis. <laughs> My name is Rick Grimes. There we go. I'm the ruler of Rick City. Now, and I figure maybe some of y'all might have forgot what kind of man I am to lead the fight against the undead and the uncivilized in this zombie apocalypse society so here's something to get you remembering i'm the quick drawnest old man legs honest gun hugginess <laughs> bastard child lovingest chain slept with my wife trustingest cannibals kick, kicked in the buttonest can't stand a mullet when i see eugene he's getting a bullet teenage son hating got a hot chick so i ain't masturbating voice like i'm razor blade chewing walker gut spewing the is glenn dead hashtagonist crabbiest protagonist roughest toughest goddamn gruffest sheriff this side of maine to the rear grande and i ain't no mamby pamby but i digress <laughs> that mullet bastard Eugene turned his back on me and the good people of Alexandria and John Negan's crew faster than a 
homophobic Republican could be found sucking on a 14-year-old boy's wiener in a shady motel room. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that hasn't stopped me from uniting hilltop and my old friend Glenn's on-again, off-again pregnant wife, Maggie, <laughs> and the kingdom run by someone that sounds like a Shakespearean teen titan voiceover named King Ezekiel. <laughs> With our societies working together, we managed to drive off Negan's forces they pulled out faster than the babysitter's boyfriend hearing the parents unlocking the front door. <laughs> Lady, later, we managed to hold up uh, Negan's main crew by surrounding his HQ with a motor walkers. Unfortunately, Daryl got to acting like a little bitch because of the way they had tortured him, so he drove a truck into the building to send the walkers inside. But like trying to have sex with Carol with the lights on, it was a complete flop. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't much else to tell. Those weird talking hipsters that live in the garbage heaps, I call them heapsters, they have become some strange bedfellows. But I just want to go home to Alexandria. It's the one place I found in this whole damn country during a zombie apocalypse that hasn't been blown up or burned down, and I swear it never will be. My name is Rick Rhines, and I just want to get home for some peace and quiet. Hell, maybe even find that my son Carl has been chewed on by a walker and left to die in a sewer. Oh, man. Oh, well, a parent can only dream. <laughs> and it's starring all the usual people that we know and love. That's right. Well done, Mike. Well done, and well done on your Rick, as usual. All right, so let's get into it. Walking Dead Season 8. But before we get into that, let's press that button we paid so much money for we haven't pressed in a while. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Thank you very much, young guy. Well, he's not young. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, he and I are the same age somewhat. Hey, was that Stush? <laughs> yes, that was Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Is that Stush you're wearing? Stush. Stush. All right, all right. Stop. All right. So let's, let's get into it. Walking Dead, season eight. Um, coming into last year, um, you know, you, you finally have the, the, the two communities coming together to take down Negan. Are you, you sure? Yes, they I came am. together. Yes, they, yes I am. <laughs> um, quick question. How did you feel about that first episode? I feel like the first episode Horrible. was so different from the rest of the, 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 the other seven. Garbage. I can't ask you that. You know what I'm going to say about every episode. I'm sorry, Mike, some guy with some sense. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it, but, like, what did you mean? Like, what is it that you felt? Like, like you know, I mean, because it's, it's him and, like, this dream state, and he's kind of, like, back and forth, and, 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 and like, it's foreshadowing of something that we're going to see later on. Right. And it's weird, though, that, um, just to fly ahead really fast, that it didn't end with that dream state as well. Right. Like, it's just kind of weird that they, like I said, they did just show it only in the, uh, well, they showed it in the first and, what, the second? For Part of the second, second or something I think, like yeah. that. Um, I mean, it's interesting way for them to go, like like why they felt it was such a need to jump us ahead. Like, I mean, it, you know, are we going to jump time jump soon? I mean, obviously not in the next half, but like after the next half is done, are we going to time jump then a bit right. more in the future? Because Judith looked like she was like, what, I'm bad with children's ages, but You're at bad least with four or five. Yeah. yeah, she looked like four or five. So yeah. I mean, that's at least a good, what, two or three years in the future then. Yeah. You know, uh, so I don't know you know, why they felt that need, and is that really a future thing, or is that just some dream he has? You I, know? I, you know, it's funny, it just feels like the, the first episode with that part just doesn't fit in with the rest of the, um, with the rest of the series. It just feels like it's, it's different, and, and like you said, if it would have been bookended, it would have made more sense, but it, yeah. it wasn't. It was just, okay, here's what we're showing, and then, you know. It was just garbage. Yeah. You, you feel that way about all the episodes? Yeah. 
Because <laughs> it's true. When I, when, but, I mean, I had this like sick thought and I was just like, oh my God, if they just do that, that Rick has been asleep this entire time dreaming of this zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I just don't know what I would nah. do. <laughs> you would stop watching. I I think I'd, I'd be in jail for murder. <laughs> A lot of murder. <laughs> <laughs> they would have to show just like, you know, remember how MASH was the show and then they had After MASH? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, they would have After Walking Dead as him awake and realizing that everything's okay. That was a weird dream. <laughs> Lori, I just realized you were sleeping with Shane. Wait, wait what? <laughs> They'd be like, Shane, what are you doing with my wife? <laughs> Rick, you Rick, can't save him, Rick. <laughs> no, he'll be like, I was fucking her. <laughs> I was trying to like, save her ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to save you now, Rick. <laughs> Stupid. So, I mean... We have this we have this invasion of Rick invading the um the compound. And it's just funny because it's one of those things that you begin the first episode here and you're like, you know it's just not gonna go well. You're like yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're building these armies and they're getting ready to storm, you know, storm the um Castle. Negan Negan's um sanctuary. compound. It's called the sanctuary. Well the sanctuary. Um it, it just felt like I don't know, I I guess when I feel like already on that shit's gonna go downhill fast. Well you know it's going to. I mean like well first of all, it's just the way life goes at sometimes, but also it's you know, they only have so much good luck and then it's like you got a piper to pay. Yeah, but but it's kinda like going to the doctor's office and having that feeling like, Yeah, it's gonna be bad today and you don't even know yet, but you just like yeah, it's just going to be a bad prognosis or a bad, a, a bad something or other. Well, you know, it's one of those where you go to the doctor, then you find out they just want to do a, a quick prostate exam, and you're like, well, that's uncomfortable and unpleasant, and then you realize he only has hook hands. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, I'm, I'm your proctologist. <laughs> wow. That's when you say, how are you still a doctor? <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that that just, that just took a turn left. <laughs> but it's funny because this episode, I mean, um, throughout the seven, um, throughout the, the seven eight episodes, you know, we kind of touch on, on a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. One thing I was very surprised at is how much I'm really kind of rooting for Gabriel, um, the, the the priest. Uh, eh, like I like the fact that I he's kind of turned it around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't dislike him the way I used to. Because yeah, before he felt useless and you hated him, yeah. now it's just you know he still feels useless. But at least they seem to be giving him something. Yeah, to but do. now he's, even, he's just at least picking up a gun and fighting. Right. Yeah. Let me guess, Ralph. You hated him too. Who, Gabriel? Yeah. Uh, I thought he actually grew some balls this like this season, especially with the fact that he comes up against Negan and then he's just like, so I guess I'm here to take your confession, you little bitch. Uh, what's gonna happen? That was very interesting yeah. with that that whole that whole and I, and I thought that that. That scene with him and Negan could only go a certain way, right? And it went a different. Way. I was like, okay, wow, that's kind of cool. I was just like, Negan, you got on your shitting pants. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been like, already filled. <laughs> 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 because that's what I would have been like. Yeah, I'm just gonna shit myself right Cause, now. Because <laughs> in that scene, they, they they get into you know a little. They, they get more into Negan than you would think. Yeah. You know, I mean, without making him soft. Right. Well, they had to give us some more backstory because we don't really have any story on Negan up until that point. We just know that he's like a badass that likes to laugh a lot, talk a lot, and hit people with baseball bats. (laughs) And and I know Rob's going to say it. Slowly drag out a scene. Oh, my God. But the thing is with him, it's intentional, though. I mean, think about it. He's going to kill you. He's having a lot of fun letting you know that he's going to kill or that he's going to kill someone in your vicinity. He loves it. And that, I appreciate it. It doesn't feel like, um, for me, when Negan talks, it doesn't feel like uh, the the supervillain, you know, dialoguing and monologuing. It's him just going like, oh, yeah, I know you just want me to get to it. 
I'm not. Right. <laughs> you know, and I like that in him because it's just like that's just another twisted part of his personality. Right. Yeah. The many twisted parts of his personality. Hey, but he's not for rape. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, which, which, which was very interesting. So bizarre. What about all those women that you forced to marry you? They all had a choice, and they made their choice. But he's not William Shatner. He's not, <laughs> he's not flying the Enterprise around the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Are you sure? Go back and play those side to side, and you'll no, see. I know for a fact because he didn't go. Rick! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you, you sure? He goes Rick. <laughs> <laughs> My God, you got balls. <laughs> As opposed to this last uh, seven, what, season seven, with those are some beach ball size. I mean, those are some big beach ball size women balls. <laughs> Speaking of Rick, how are we feeling about Rick this season? Because he goes from from you know good cop to psycho Rick to to to, to you know uh, Rick Apocalypse to back to being weak and he's and saying all the hits. <laughs> like you, you have all this, this, you know, you have all these different types of Rick. What about this version of Rick? This whole, okay, we got the community together. We're gonna, we're gonna take the offensive. We're gonna be preemptive. Well, this is hopeful Rick. No, no, this, this is big dick Rick. But I mean, but he's hopeful though. I mean, he's he, he's cocky Rick. He's cocky Rick yeah. right now because this is big dick Rick. Because he's just like, you know what? We're going to do this because we're on the side of the right. You know, um, which is why he's had such a fall. Then suddenly, you know. <laughs> Because I mean, you know, it's he's gotten cocky, and you know, he doesn't feel he's indestructible. He knows that there can always be weaknesses, but he feels like you know we're going to get through this. And it's right. like, yeah, now Alexandria is gone. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the kind of Rick that would actually just like, you know, take care of everything and make everything copacetic. Rick James? No, Pickle Rick. Ah, <laughs> oh God, go. Pickle Rick. <laughs> <laughs> one day we'll talk about that show. One day. Uh, Hopefully soon, because that is a great show. Rick and Morty is a great show. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, I just think that Rick should just go up to Negan and just be like, I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what the five things say to the face? Slap. Well, the, the funny thing is that every time, it, it, I'll say one thing, it builds tension. They, they, the show knows how to build tension between Rick and um, Negan because when they're fighting in the same room, they've only been fight, They've only fought maybe a couple of times. But yeah. Rick never, it's almost like a wrestling um, kind of a thing that they do where the the bad guy has the upper hand always, mm -hmm. and then the, when the good guy has the upper hand, the bad guy finds a way to get away. Right. So it's like, oh, if you would have just had like five more seconds, then it well, makes yeah. you Well, because it's also not their time to deal with the bad guy yet. I enjoyed that fight, though, between him and uh, Negan yeah. at the house. You know, because it was just like, oh, you're in my house now. Shit's going down. Yeah, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it definitely, definitely but when was. He, and also, I really, we've heard that he, he's obviously attached to Lucille, but that was the first time that we, he was just, get your hands off of her. And I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, there's a story there. Any speculation <laughs> to what it is? I I know what it is from the book, but well, I mean, I just assume that it's named after a wife or someone he loved or something like that. That's what I assume, right? You know, yeah, I I know that for 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 a fact that he that, that that's what it is in the book. Oh, okay. that he names it after his wife. Oh, okay. Because he says it in the one of the more recent Walking Dead's that are that are on newsstands now. That he talked about the fact that it's a whole Negan episode, and he talks about one of the things he talks about is you know. Um, Lucille and that he gave it away and that you know he doesn't mind it you know even though it represents his wife you know whatever he you know he can't have he can't have it anymore because it represents evil and da, 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 da. Oh, so, wow. but it's funny like when you don't know that and you watch that episode and he, and he reacts like they're like oh there's something behind that okay. yeah I mean that's what I'm saying you just feel like there's something more to that but it's just really kind of like 
All right. There's some twisted thing going on here. Hopefully yeah. he's not having sex with it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be kind of weird. <laughs> just kind of? <laughs> just a little bit. Well, when you say having sex with it, do you mean having sex with it in your hand while doing somebody else or doing the bat? I would assume doing the bat. Well, you said with it. it. With it could mean like as a companion, not as like <laughs> the companion. I suppose that, I, that'd I just be weird if he's like going to town on some chick and then he's like Lucille wants a taste and then he just starts beating her with the bat and then keeps on going that's kind of wow that, yeah. once again we, we've turned left <laughs> we've definitely turned left on that one yeah I hadn't quite thought of it that way but yes that would be bizarre <laughs> from, from, one le- from one leader Rick and another leader Negan um, how do you guys feel about Ezekiel's demise because Ezekiel starts off pretty strong in the series. He's not dead yet. Wait, wait, no, his demise. I'm sorry, his decline. Excuse me, wrong D word. Oh, okay. Um, his decline as leader. How many D words do you know? <sighs> I, know I know the most important one. <laughs> Denial. Yeah. <laughs> Delusion. Shit, that too. Who's caused um, this? Shit. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> um, Those days are over. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't find his um his leadership declined. I well, mean, well, think about it. I mean, I mean his, his, he, he his walked, people have declined his, in numbers. His will has declined. That's a lot of things have declined with him. His his, his um his confidence has declined. His will has declined. I mean, his his yeah. But he people. got his confidence at the end, though. Like you know, because I mean that that was his whole thing about saving the rest of his people and then locking himself in the gate. You know, even though I'm like, you could have just gotten through the gate. It's not like yeah, Morgan. <laughs> you know, but save the people. I'm going to stay back here and probably going to get decapitated. <laughs> but you save the people. I could probably lock this from the outside, but save the people. Oh, Go without it's me. more like, Morgan, save the people. Booyah! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 thought, I, mean, I thought it was really interesting because it's always, you always, because you know that it's all, it's all, a, it's all a, a put on, a role that he has mm-hmm. of this whole, you know, Shakespearean, holier than thou, I'm a leader, blah, blah, blah. And he says that, you know, that, that he's doing all this stuff for show. And then the fact that when when you finally see the cracks come through, right. and you see the whole shit come down in one fell swoop, right. and to watch him come apart and say, "I am not your king," I'm like, "Wow, that was pretty strong stuff." No, but I, I love not your king. But I love Jerry. He's like, "Yes, you are," and yeah. it's like, "Yeah, Jerry." You tell him it's like because the thing is, it, no one believes he's that person. Yeah. They follow him because he is a good leader. In other words, it's 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 an actor willing to put up with because it's. First of all, he's benevolent. It's not like he's putting on an act and he's a son of a bitch. You know, right. it's, it gives them a sense of you there, someone that loves them. It's not just that you're a leader. I mean, it's it's so that, you know. But it's at the same time, I mean, he's proven himself to have been an effective leader. So it's right. it's not like he's just some joke guy. So that's that's what I, I really really like about that is that obviously he knows he's not fooling anybody, but like from all from the outside, it seems like the people almost believe his act. But you realize, well, no, they know it's an act, but they love him and they love it and they're good with that. It's like, like wrestling. That. People know it's, it's fake, but they follow it anyway. Yeah. Whoa. Wrestling is fake? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Don't mock me. What? I love wrestling. Stop it. It's fake? Stop. You're breaking my heart. I, I, I really wish I knew a wrestler that they could just slap <laughs> you across the fucking head. Because I take that shit seriously. But You um, do not speak that way to your king. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll say this about my king. Um, I just really like those those couple of episodes. The, the heartbreaking one, of course, was oh, yeah. when he lost all his people after like that whole fuck that when he lost the tiger. Oh, when, well, when Shiva died, that Shiva! was just that was the, well, that was the very end. But when he lost his people, though, it was just because I mean, and you knew you knew something was coming. But when he was just like, 
we won't lose anybody. And they, they yeah, made once, it and they didn't lose anybody. And he went from that to losing almost every single person. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, because I mean, Jerry is still alive, right? Yeah, Jerry, Jerry's, yeah, Jerry's he's alive. Still, yeah. He's still alive. Because it was only like, what, him, Jerry, Jerry Carol, and Carol. And, and, that's yeah. it. I thought one other person came. Morgan. Morgan. Morgan, Morgan, oh, Morgan, came Morgan was with them, per se. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he went to be a sniper. Right, but it was just like, I'm just like, Jesus. And, and it was just, that was such a powerful scene when he came through no, the door. Jesus was at the hilltop. Yeah, when he came through the door, though, and everyone's just looking, and then looking past him, like looking for the people, for anyone else to, you know, to come there. That was just, I thought that was just such a powerful moment. Like, it was just like, no, it's just him and these two other people and that's all that came back. this season so that was the just us league oh <laughs> um, hearkening back to our last episode <laughs> wow horrible um i'll say this that this this season has really surprised me because at, by eight seasons things go stale and things were starting to get a little stale here I mean, with I mean, Negan was good in the beginning of seven. Things are decomposing. That's how. Stanley no, is. no, no, no. You're you're a little biased. I'll say that. But, but no, I'm, I'm very biased. Okay. Well, as you said it, you're very biased. He didn't say, but he said you're a little bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> you do not speak to your king that way. Oh my God, that's Ralph's new line now. <laughs> Lord, but um, yeah, I just feel like you know, it, the stories that they followed. They're, you know, some of them were very punchy. They, they they worked really well. Like the Ezekiel thing worked well. I don't know about I don't know about the um about Daryl. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I want I want Little Tara. Bitch Daryl? I want Tara off. Oh well, Tara, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, Tara is one of those characters that you know she's she's got as much life left to her as Rosita. Actually, she's probably a little bit more than Rosita. I love me some Rosita. You need Rosita to keep Rosita as long as possible. Rosita doesn't do a damn thing. Long she's as possible. Listen, Rosita's eye candy, man. I could look at her all day. Word. Yeah, but but it's like Rosita, like her character is another one that will probably go pretty soon. I would imagine because she literally doesn't do. They they have not ever written her to do anything of any significance. And I'm not talking about like she said a bomb here. I'm talking about like character wise or even story wise, she's never done anything of significance. And it's like, you know, when you haven't written your character, it's kind of hard to, like, pop them up. Neither has Michonne within the past, like, season. Right, no, but at least she's, she had. What I'm saying is Rosita's never been, she's never had her moment in the spotlight. And you figure she's been there for three three seasons. Yeah, about three, yeah. Yeah, you know. I'll say this about Rosita. It'd be sad to see her leave, but I love to watch her walk come. away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, but... Tara, she, I mean, she's just being annoying right now. I think it's also a lot of they don't know how to write her or what to write. I shouldn't say how to write what. But Daryl, um, they're writing her I, as a mourning lover. That's what. Yeah, they're. yeah. No. She's 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 the Willow from uh, from Buffy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> without any interest. Yes. But uh, but Daryl, little I, bitch I, Darryl? You know, um, little bitch Daryl. Yeah, I mean, he's he's being a little bitch, and but I, we're supposed to understand it because of the torture. But I, like I said, I think it's just it's either too long. Or they just haven't reminded us enough because you just don't feel the connection as an audience member. I mean, he's trying his best to convey, like, I'm mad because of what they did. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, it's so long ago for us. Because think about it. That's, that's over a year ago, you know, for us that they took him. Is it over a year ago? No. Yeah, because it was season one. I mean, it was uh, season season part seven. one of season seven. This is now part two of season eight starting. So it's been a year. It's been, it's been over a year. Well, it's been a year. Well, I mean, he he got out before the end of. He got out like I said, like episode episode eight of season. Which seven. would have been the Okay, so I mean, yeah, so so either, either way, either way, it's, it's, here. it's no, I agree. Yeah. It's been a while. You, yeah. maybe the the director's choices of not kind of flashing back to those kind of things, or just not giving us. I mean, not so much that you have to show me a clip of it, but just it's just not 
strong enough. Like, like, or maybe it's because he, because he, you know, Daryl holds things in. It's just like we haven't seen it bleeding through throughout the other episodes. So that when it, it's coming out, it's just kind of like, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd be mad about it too, but I would have been mad about it as well. Like, right. Whereas here, it just seemed like, nope, I'm good. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I'm a little bit. I, I'm like, I just don't think that part's being handled well, but. Uh, Yep. I, did, I did think that was a great scene with him, you know, trying to, like, you know, get that extra revenge. I just, I think they could have done that scene better. Little bitch now. Yeah. But Eugene, he's got to go. Eugene, <laughs> I, I want, I want, I want, I actually really do, especially after the way um, that other little, that, that little Negan dick guy uh, was talking to Maggie and about oh, how, yeah. when he said that, you know, you well, know Simon? why. Is that his name? Simon. Simon. Yeah. When, uh, when he's talking to Maggie and, you know, he's just like, you know, the reason we got out is because of Eugene, your boy. You know, kind of. I mean, he's just basically talking to her, and I'm like, and that look on her face, I'm like, I want. And, I mean, and, and granted, I probably won't get that kind of satisfaction, but I would love to see Eugene get out of the the Savior's compound, um, and like, you know, not that he walks in all friendly, but like, maybe maybe even gets brought in and just have Maggie no conversation, no let me explain, just no argument, him. like literally just walks up, gun in her hand, lifts, bang, done, walks away. I would love that to be the, even even if he's gotten a little bit of remorse because I think that there's no more there's no more of this whole like well you know no you know it's you're pretty much one of the main reasons that almost everyone has either lost their home or has been killed from Alexandria the people that gave him home and love and understood that he was a worthless piece of shit right. you know like you you turned your back and had them help helped murder them <laughs> you know you know what's what what's gonna happen is when that happens. He's going to have an inner monologue. Well, that's not something that's 5 by 5 or 10 by 10 I'm not feeling A-OK, so I'm over and out. Yes. <laughs> that's what you're going to get. Yeah, but I mean, I would like, I would like to see her do it um, versus Rick. I mean, Rick, you know, you kind of expect something like that. But see, I want her to do it only because even though he wasn't responsible for Glenn's death, it would just feel like Glenn died for no reason and you got to live. And in your living, you did nothing but help them kill us. You know what's the I just think that she, it would just be really great for her to be like, now you're dead. You know what's the best way to do it? That? So you take him, right? Put him in the middle of the square, right? Strip him of all his clothes and give everyone a little small knife and just everyone just give him a little cut. What death is the, death what, by a thousand cuts. What is this, the, the, the end scene to, uh, uh, what is it, Murder on the Orient Express? Maybe. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just goes goes up to him and like says, "You're a dick." Speaking speaking You're of death and Maggie, you know who also slash. died. She, she, like you said in the synopsis, her pregnancy. I don't know. I mean, she just seems pregnant. Then she's not pregnant. I don't know. If yeah, she's, she's walking around shooting people. I'm like, yo, is anybody like? Uh, everybody's like, oh no, Maggie's pregnant. Watch out, Maggie's pregnant. Now all of a sudden she's walking around like, okay, fuck it, let her go. Is it one of those things that you you, you don't deny a pregnant woman things that she wants? Her right to kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, you. Sure, know that was the case. I uh, fucking Riley be without a dad. <laughs> Shout out to my still, wife. I still, love you. Still can be. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late, Cap. She she won't hear this until like next January. It's, it's okay. You sure? I'm positive. One. To Freddy's coming for you. You're gonna get wow. fucked up, dude. <laughs> you're <gonna get> fucked <laughs> up. Um, you know who also who hasn't been getting a lot of play because Maggie's been getting play, Ezekiel's been getting some play. Probably Car- every husband in America. Wow, <laughs> there's that. Carol has been getting play. Oh, Carol always gets play, but not enough. 
you know what I like. Can you get any play from Ezekiel now? At the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. After he's lost Shiva, and now he's lost Carol. That's I mean, two, so- two old pussies he's lost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So when she's trying to get the the big guns mm-hmm. and like she's acting like she's like always done where she's gonna like she's gonna get out of it, you know? Right. So she's gonna she chases them down to the truck and she goes like she's gonna shoot at them, not realizing that they've set up a trap. And that's when she finally realizes like, Oh shit, I'm not invincible. Well she knows she's not invincible because part of Carol even though, I mean, because they addressed that what two seasons ago, but she wants to die, but she's not suicidal. You know, what I mean, like, I guess, I guess the right way would be she's accepted that she could die, but I think still part of her wants to die, but she's going to go down fighting. You know, like, like I guess she doesn't care or mind if she dies. You know, right. that kind of a thing. Did you guys catch that little Easter egg at the first episode? I what? Don't know. With Carol, when they're sitting by the concrete divider on on the overpass watching the horde pass mm-hmm. there's a little flower painted on on the, the on the concrete divider oh, didn't even see it and she looks over and sees the flower and it's just reminding her of just look at the flowers yeah oh, no, I, didn't even it. No, I mean but in the, well in the first episode the first episode itself um, there, I mean there was a long homage uh, the whole scene of Carl before he uh, Damn finds, it, Carl. before he finds the, the Muslim guy yeah that whole scene was um, was a not shot for shot, but it was a close remake of Rick's first scene out of the hospital. Oh, remember Rick right. is walking down. He sees the bicycle. Um, he sees like a little kid. He looks under the a car mm-hmm. and stuff like that. All that stuff that Carl does is what Rick did. Wow. Yeah, that's all the stuff that Rick did before he ended up finding the guy. Um, yeah, it was an interesting way that they shot that. Yeah. It, it, I'm telling you, this season has been very interesting. So I'm really enjoying it, you know. Yeah, it's a really nice piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so what did we think, though, about the end of season eight? I was just about to say, what about the big elephant in the room? Oh, uh, come on, Ralph is more of a bear. Grr, <laughs> <laughs> baby, girl. <laughs> but yeah, Don't mess with my mojo, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'll say this about, about, about Carl. I didn't think that I would care so much. I, I was I was laughing. I, I didn't care. I couldn't realize. I you didn't, two fuckers. I, didn't I was I, I was like I didn't realize I cared so coming. little. Like I honestly, I honestly, because uh, I saw it with our friend Sam, and I'm just like, yes. <laughs> like and I'm not even joking. I mean, I said like I'd actually have to watch that ending again and try and let the emotion sweep in because. It had no emotion. I just was tired of Carl, I mean, and it's not, th- and it's not because he was a bad actor or anything. They just never had anything for him to do. Like you know, like it's so that I'm just like, well, you're just kind of there, and then you're a moody teenager, and yeah. and Mike doesn't <laughs> like kids, so particularly <laughs> moody ones. <laughs> Did you guys notice how big um, Rick's daughter got from the last season? He just said that in the beginning. Well, no, yeah, that no, no, he's talking about the, about the flashback. She looked the oh, same she's... as in the flashback like she did in the regular time. Oh, she's big. oh I didn't even notice that. I mean, yeah. she should only be about two, though. Exactly. Yeah. She yeah. looked a lot bigger. She's two than times two. two. <laughs> it's well, crazy. Well, but, uh, but, I mean, so, but, um, you know, but uh, all kidding aside, or even all serious aside, but how do we feel, though, about the idea, not just emotional wise, but how do we feel about, like, the, the loss of Carl now? Because, I mean, it, there is no joke. There's no. Uh, this is a fantasy. He is dead. <laughs> you know. I guess for me, or, or they could throw some sort of curveball. Wait, is he dead in the comics? No, no, he's not. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing to all the fans is that, um, you know, like I don't read the comic, but I mean, he's alive, so that he's dead he's now. And this still, is, he's still doing shit now. 
where Andrea is dead, and that's supposed to be. And I think what I think what Kirkman did was he knew Andrea was already dead in the TV series, and in the comic that was a big death. Like it was like a two issue death. Yeah. Where, 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 where we kind of deal with it because that, that was his Michonne in, 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 the, in the comic. So I figured he said, well, how are we going to get Rick to deal with another really, really big loss? Get rid of Carl. But also I think that, I mean, well, Carl was, I mean, a problem and not, again, not because of the actor, but he's a problem only because of the reality of things. Carl was like eight years old when the thing started eight years ago. Yeah. So, but yet it's only been about three years. I mean, Carl should only be 11 years old, you know, at this point. So it's like, you know, unless you have, unless you do a time jump or something like that, it's, He's effectively kind of this glaring problem with your timescape, yeah. and you know, so you know, so that he really can't be a man and take over for Rick in instances because he really shouldn't be that old. Should be you thirteen, know? yeah, you know, fourteen. Should, well, I mean, if he was eight, he should be eleven. You know. Oh, well, I'm saying you know, you could push it a little bit and say, okay, right. well, you could skew it the time a little bit, but there's only about so much you could skew it. Yeah, this yeah. Carl looks like he could be working at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Serious question. Serious question. Is this the last season of Walking Dead? Oh, we don't no. say yes. No, I mean there's, yes. there's there's nothing yet that's happened. They said they've written out like they they've at least written out clearly eleven years worth of stuff. They must not uh, have gotten my letters. <laughs> they, De- death threats don't count. <laughs> and those sent by tank never get there. <laughs> <laughs> and and anybody seen your handwriting? Nobody ever read it anyway. That was my mistake. I that, should that not have had written those notes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You should have somebody else written it. Or, hello, cut cut little t- letters out, paste them on. But, so, yeah, but you know, like... Um, Next so th- time. But the thing that makes it interesting is to see where they're going to go with this. Um, like I said, I don't read the comics, and I don't need to read the comics. So I'm just interested in how they're going to deal with it, how they're going to deal with Rick. But um, I know the Cap and I had been talking a couple of weeks ago. We were just talking about just Negan in general. And, I mean, I know in the comic books, you know, Negan is still alive. And mm-hmm. you were saying how, like... He's um, kind of repented or whatever you want to call it in his right. own way. But see, the thing is, TV, you don't want a lot of loose ends because it just begs the, you know, what's really going on. And it's, it's kind of a letdown in TV world or movie world. But even though there was no gun shot or head chopped off, whatever, Rick is going to see Negan as responsible for his son's death. That's why, I mean, even before um, the thing with Carl happened, I'm like, no, they're not going to let Negan live. Or, you know, they're going to resolve in some way because... It's no way in the hell that after his son dying that I can see Rick just going, all right, forgiveness, you go your way, we'll go ours kind of a thing. I, I just can't. And, and if no, they I don't do, think that happening and if this do, and if, I don't mean just this season. I'm talking about, like, I don't see the resolution with Negan being that Negan's going to live. I, I think the resolution has to be that Negan has to die. Negan's too, you know? Negan's too popular. They're not yeah, going to do yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, but Jeffrey Dean Morgan is not going to keep coming back to the TV show. You know, he's just not. Yeah, you know? but you just write him off, have him do something else, and have him come back another season later. They're not going to do that. Here's here's how I see Negan's death happening. Tank. The battle, <laughs> I wish. The battle is over. And Rick and his friends have won. Negan is tied up. The sun is setting uh, low as it comes on him. We see Rick and Negan having one final exchange. Where Negan's still cocky as ever. Well, Rick, you won this time. And Rick is like, yeah, we won. And he walks away. And you see just Negan there tied up. In the distance, what's shuffling? A horde just comes yeah, be slowly. Cool. I kind of like that for a guy who doesn't like Walking Dead. That sounds pretty good for Negan. Oh, that'd be kind of cool too. And left open, you don't even hear him like get eaten. He's just like just slowly shuffling and coming in for Negan. Negan like thinking, what? It's like, what you gonna do, Rick? You just gonna leave me here? What's gonna happen? And he hears it in the background because he's right. he's not facing them. Right. He can't oh, see that. Actually, that that would be a great death. He Mike. just sees Rick. I actually away. like that. That's oh, that'd be, no, it would be a great death. Wow, but, but either way, I just don't. I just don't see because, like, first of all, like I said, I don't see Jeffrey Dean Morgan coming back that often. Nor 
really even as infrequently that often. And, and you just need some kind of resolution. I mean, it's just one of those kind of things. Because the thing is, he's too unstable. For a TV show, he's too unstable of a guy to just be like, well, I'm just letting him do his own thing. It's like, you mean the same guy that was able to talk thousands of people into following him into bloody murder? Yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> Money talk, bullshit walks, meaning that yeah. I, I know what the story dictates, and you're absolutely right. But just knowing the way AMC's trying to milk this, they're going to keep him. They're, go- they're not going to get rid of him. They're not. He's, he's right now their most popular villain. The governor was great, but he wasn't very popular. I mean, if yeah. you, and you talk about the wolves, the wolves, I can barely remember them. Yeah, right. but how right. many, but, how but many I mean, times are you going to go back and right. forth? That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, we destroyed your base. Now we're taking over. Right. Now well, we took like, your that, base. That's what I mean. Like, he may be a popular over. villain, but that's the whole point. He's a popular villain, but they're going to villains have they're to gonna, go. But listen to me. They're going to write him off. He's not going to die. He's going to come back. Or he's going to be thought of as dead. He's going to come back for one of the last seasons, for 10 or 11. I guarantee you. Well, they're I, not going to. If they get my letters, there will not be a season after this. All right. I bet $20. Twenty dollars. Twenty. He 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 doesn't die. Twenty on the table. You hear here he first, folks. He doesn't die when. What? He doesn't die when. I think if if um if he at dies at the end of he, this season. He, no, he doesn't die at the end of the season. Absolutely not. All right. You know, I think he, I think he lives to the end. To the end. And then the, maybe the last season they'll get they'll get rid of him. You hear here, folks. If the cap is wrong, he's paying every person who Stop. listens twenty dollars. <laughs> Monopoly money. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> All right, so let's go into it. Oh, well, we can't really rename it because the season's not over. But um, what's ratings for um, season eight of Walking Dead, Ralph? Yours is quick, so I I went with you first. I give it negative 500 dead sheep. Joe hates you. Joe is not going to like you. (laughs) You better give him him some solid number. Joe, for you, it's a zero. Wow. It's a zero out of whatever you want. It's a zero out of 500, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm going to give it eight. Wow, that bite is close to the nipple out of ten. <laughs> Mike? I give it nine. Ding dong, the teen is dead. Carl is dead. Rick's son is dead. Out of ten. You just <laughs> fucked up, dude. <laughs> you know how he got that bite, right? Wow. He was getting a little bit too frisky with one of the walkers. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> you know how it is with teenagers in those hormones. I'm going to ask you if you were near some walkers, that's the way you'd be. Huh? I mean, it depends how big are tits. Uh, the only problem that with, Ew, you know, you just gross, bro. The, the only problem with sexing up a walker is when you ask for a piece, it actually gives you one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. So there you have it. The first half of season eight. Oh well, we're gonna see what happens um, the, the, for the second half, and hopefully, hips of time will be there. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go is next. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right, it's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak. So download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Geeks on the go. Oh, God. All right, all right. Stop, stop it. All right, so you just want me to throw something at you. 
<laughs> yeah, that was me grabbing my um my beats case to throw it at him. All right, so you're gonna he, beat me with beats? Yeah, I'm gonna beat you with beats. Oh. <laughs> Rhythmically too. Um stop, stop it. <laughs> all right, you know the segment. I give quick questions, they give quick answers on all things geek. Are the questions really quick? They they, they were last time. Were, were they? Yeah, and the answers were long. We just, you know, gave you a little break. Gave me a little break? A little break. We you, almost you, got there. You gave him a kick at bar? Yeah. Oh. Wow, that was just really bad, Mike. Oh, God. Why did you give him a drum roll for that? Oh, God. All right. This podcast is not sponsored by KitKat, but it could be if you guys really want to sponsor us. <laughs> well, you know, that's the one thing I say about this podcast that people can't really, you know, ever say, you know, we don't have commercials. Nope. So it goes right to the action. Nope. The only commercials that, I mean, commercials are things that you don't want to hear and you turn away from. So that's you guys. <laughs> for the, so you guys are the commercials of the podcast, but luckily they have me for the, the meat and potatoes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> when meat sours. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had bad potatoes? No, no. My balls. <laughs> <laughs> From what I've heard. All right. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Ooh. Whoops, wrong button. <laughs> Just freaking. Come on, get it pulled together. All right, here it goes. All right, in real life, how long would the human race actually last if the zombie apocalypse started today using the zombies for Walking Dead? Ralph. Well, I would survive. I don't know so much about the human race. Probably immediately die. Wow. Because they'll think it's like some movie that's filming, and then they'll be like, oh, it's not real, and then they get bitten, and then they turn. There we go, another long answer. Mike? (laughs) Uh, With normal people, years, including the millennials, 15 minutes. (laughs) Oh, but there are the people too. Oh wow! <laughs> there, there are rumors being spread about multiple original Avenger characters um, getting getting off at the end of the Infinity War movies. How many are you guessing will die, Mike? At least three: Cap America, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, Hawkeye, Scarlet. Uh, I mean, this what is it? Uh, Black Widow. I don't know. She's supposed to have her own movie, isn't she? All right, Ralph. They're all gonna die. Really? That's it? Yeah, they're all gonna die. All wow. right. Does Spider-Woman have a place in the MCU? Ralph. Why wouldn't she? You Sylvanish pig. You couldn't even say Sylvanish pig. And that's what we get. Oh, God. Mike. <laughs> Hell yes. Done well. She'd be the MCU's newest unexpected hit character, I think. Because she's, she's really a great character. I don't, know why they haven't done, I don't know why they haven't used her. Well, actually, I know why. Because she's in Sony's uh, bolt fit. Yeah. Oh, that's right. All right. And last question. Batman is getting married in the comic books, and many people are up in arms about it. If Catwoman was killed just before the nuptials, would it make the story better? Ralph. Only if she wasn't really killed and she was recruited by some sort of secret organization in which she's taken away momentarily, only to come back years later to find Batman married to someone else, only to find that that person who they married was a clone of her, and that she wasn't really gone, and that she's actually the clone? Oh, God. Dios mío. (laughs) <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to say that now. As the world turns. <laughs> Mike. Uh, if you can explain to me what purpose Catwoman serves other than being Batman's on-again, mostly off-again love interest, then it would not improve the story. Otherwise, all of Batman's future stories would be better off without her. She serves literally no purpose at this you point. You mean you don't like her in Gotham? Oh, God. <laughs> Even in that, she's horrible. <laughs> no, but I, mean, but I mean, think about it. Like, what purpose does she serve in Batman's storylines anymore? I mean, oh, no, really? Right. All right. She's, you know, because, she's steered away from, from doing the villain stuff. Right. She's really not doing the villain stuff, even though, like, ev- what, what I love is that she's not doing the villain stuff, except for when she makes an appearance in the Batman thing where she's usually just stealing something, and he laughs it off, basically. So I'm like, so all the other criminals that steal from rich people deserve to be beaten to a bloody pulp and thrown in jail, but when she does it, it's cute. 
<laughs> um, you know, so I'm like, so you, you're, you're no longer being Batman with her. She's actually in canon murdered people. So she's not, not a killer. Right. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, his storyline with her makes no sense. And, and it's not the innocent 50s or 50s, 40s, 50s when she was originated where it's like, man, I kind of like her. It's like, no, this is all done. You've already had sex with her, you know. You haven't put a ring on it before. <laughs> but, the question, but the question is, would killing her at the end of all this make it better? Um, like I said, because it would remove her from his storyline. So, yeah. I mean, I, I personally, because I, I mean, I, I can't feel a loss. Like, you know, it's not like, oh, if you killed her, then. And, like, besides, like, you mean, obviously there's going to be uproar of fanboys. Like, oh, you killed Catwoman, you know. And fangirls, too. I mean, of course, when I say that. But at the end of the day, is anyone going to stop reading what? She's, she's not in Batman that often. <laughs> Her own book never lasts that long. Right. So other than the initial, I'm pissed off that you killed Catwoman, name what effect her death would actually have on the DC universe. None <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, like, literally true. none. You know. <laughs> Catwoman, dead, on like page 25 of the newspaper. <laughs> a small corner. <laughs> All right. Um, shout outs. Do you have any shout outs? Uh, Ralphie? I'd like to shout out the one above all. Me. Okay, stop. <laughs> Mike. Um, ah, shout out to my lovely, lovely family, whoever they are, and uh, shout out to uh, to Ruben. We haven't we haven't heard his uh, answers to any of our podcast stuff, but we know he listens. Right. I'd like to shout out to yeah, who else I want to shout out. Trying to think, anybody anybody new in the fold? No, no one new, but uh, you know whoever is still listening. Hopefully, Frank is still listening to us. Um, Wait, that's why you have those folds? You put people on them? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And any of you guys that are still listening to us that you know we know you, give us a ring. That's Listen, right. Hit us up. Tell us that you like us. <laughs> Please. Please tell us that you like us. I'll say shout out to, um, to, to Bosch and Cheyenne at the 4 Life Podcast who are still, I think they're, they're, they're starting up again. They, they, they've got a formula for starting and stopping. So, you know, but I think they, they, start, they stop around the same time and they start around the same time. I kind of noticed that, so that's pretty good. Nice. Um, shout out to, of course, um, my brother Steven and my wife and... Obviously, everybody else who's listening, still listening, um, now that we're back on. Seven years later. Shut up. <laughs> That's been my, my phrase this whole freaking segment. <laughs> Just shut up, Ralph. <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully everything's going well with everybody, and I'm glad to, you know, glad to hear that you guys are still listening. So is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Put a bow on this bitch? Nope. I would just like to say, Happy New Year to all you wonderful listeners out there. Who are you trying to imitate? I don't know. Just someone. Someone else. <laughs> like you're doing Andy Kaufman in fucking Taxi. Andy Kaufman. I know that guy. Oh, boy. I, obviously, by that accent, you don't. <laughs> and, and we're not, not going to record the conversation of me trying to explain that to Ralph. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And wait, there's something else. Punisher coming up soon. We'll be doing that soon, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I got to. <laughs> <laughs>